0: sharing their stories and expertise to inspire you, help you succeed, and set your soul on fire. Hi, ladies, and welcome back. Before we dive into a new episode, I want to quickly tell you about my partnership with HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an easy-to-use client management platform where you can manage contracts, invoices, and workflows, track your time, create automated processes, and even create a customized portal for your clients to access. It's got everything, and I've partnered up with them to bring you an incredible offer. Just use the code HaleyLuckadoo or click the link in the description to get 50% off your first year subscription. I love using HoneyBook for my business, but I love to save money even more. So if you need a client management software or have considered making the switch to HoneyBook, now is the time. Again, just use the code HaleyLuckadoo or click the link and save yourself $200 while simplifying your life. I promise you will not regret it. Today we are going to be talking all about blogging, specifically how to use a blog to build your business. And of course we have an expert on with us today. We have Shawnee Teske and she is both a wedding photographer and a business mentor. And so she knows all about blogging for your business and is going to be sharing her best advice with us today. So Shawnee, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to chat with you and get all of your tips, Uh, but before we do that, tell everybody who you are, where you're from, what your story is, and how you got here.
1: Wonderful, yes, so yeah, like you mentioned, my name is Shawnee. I live in Wisconsin, so if you hear a little Midwest accent that's popping through, (laughs) that's where it's from. Um, Yeah, so my story is kind of unique because I actually knew I wanted to go and pursue photography from a young age. I mean, it's not something like I fell into or, oh, it was a hobby and then it turned into something else. It was something I I pursued With a passion. So, I actually graduated high school a year early. I graduated as a junior because I had enough credits and I ended up going to school for photography. And that kind of like that passion started in high school. I worked on like yearbook and newspaper, really loved being able to tell stories. I thought I wanted to do something with journalism and then really fell in love with storytelling through photos. So, I actually went to college for photography in Massachusetts. So, at only 17 years old, I moved away from home and lived in a place I'd never been to before in a city. I didn't know, met people I didn't know. It was crazy. So that those first few months were quite lonely, but it really made me realize like, is this something I really, really want to do? This is a really tough situation. I'm, I feel very lonely. I feel very out of place. And because I was passionate enough and I was willing to put in the work, I stuck it out and I'm so thankful I did because I learned so much and I met so many great friends that really took me to, into my adulthood and really kind of started that um, passion even more, really fueled it. So graduated from school and I didn't really know what to do after. I didn't know what I wanted to do with photography. But now I had all these skills and this passion and I, and I ended up coming back home to Wisconsin just to figure out what was next. It, again, I was only like 18, so <laughs> I didn't know what was out there. Um, And I worked a few uh, jobs while I kept pursuing photography and I ended up photographing a wedding with a friend who was looking for some help. And she knew I went to school for photography and asked for my help. And then I kind of fell in love with the wedding aspect of photography and tried to get on with someone else. I was willing to be an intern. I was willing to work for free, but in my community, it was not met with most open doors and um, a really accepting community. I was actually told by some of the people in um, my community that there wasn't room for another photographer. It was oversaturated or it was, you know, I should just go figure something else out. So that was a little discouraged. Um, I knew I wanted to keep doing this. So I started my own business photographing weddings and family portraits and I mean I did everything at the beginning but really focusing on weddings and I was only 20 years old when I started my business and then over the last eight years I grew it to what it is today I was able to go full-time when I was only three years into it and yeah I built it to what it is, like I said, and able to create a lot of awesome things from it. I've met a lot of great people through it. I've been able to travel for my work and just, yeah, it's been such a fun journey. And now I'm kind of transitioning into a new chapter in my life where I want to help other people, other creatives, other photographers build on their passions too, because I feel very lucky that I got to live my dream of my job and, and be able to make it successful and live off of something I really love to do. And I want other people to do that too because life is so short and we only get this one chance at it. So I really want to be able to pour into people and give them all my secrets. I mean, if there are secrets, but be able to give them all of my knowledge and my expertise to help them be live successful lives as well and really thrive in their lives and their businesses so that's kind of what I've been up to on a personal note I have three cats I'm definitely a cat lady I have a I don't know depending when this comes out I have either a fiance or a husband we're getting married soon so that's been really exciting and yeah just really enjoying different this new different chapter in my life being able to help other people and and educate and really you know listen to their dreams and, and get them going
0: that's awesome well first of all congratulations thank on, you <laughs> on getting very soon or recently yes when this airs uh <laughs> that's awesome I'm sure you're excited after photographing so many weddings to finally have your own. Yes. I know that's always exciting. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But secondly, I think it's awesome that you pursued this passion and turned it into such a big business after... Basically, being told no. I mean, you said you moved back to Wisconsin and everybody basically told you, like, okay, we don't need another wedding photographer. This market's too saturated. And I know I was a wedding planner and the wedding market really is saturated. There's a lot of businesses and there's a lot of hobbyists who are kind of doing it on the side. And so I know, you know, how hard that is to jump into and, and especially how hard it is to make it in that industry. So kudos to you for not letting that stop you and for building it up anyway and and kind of, you know, proving everybody wrong and saying, you know, yeah, it's a saturated market, but I'm really good at this and I'm going to make it.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and I always my mindset has always been it's not oversaturated because we can't we can't serve everyone. So why not get together and help each other rise up? And I think some of the mindsets of the people in my community didn't feel that cuz they were maybe they're insecure about their own things, but that's always my if anyone is feeling like that or or ask that question in this oversaturated market, how do I stand out? My thing is, first of all, it's not oversaturated. There's so many, there's millions of people in just this country. We can totally serve, you know, our the people that are for us. And really if you just do your best and not worry about what everyone else is doing and just focus on you and your clients or your customers, you're gonna stand out. So you don't have to worry about the market. You just do your thing and do it really well.
0: That is very, very true. And I think too, we get so worried about, like you said, just standing out in a really saturated space. And we're so worried about our competition. And we kind of forget that, you know, you just said, you can't serve everybody. So that's why really figuring out who your ideal client is and how you can best serve them and what they're looking for is so important. Because if you can find that person and then you can figure out what makes you different, there's not going to be any competition because nobody's going to serve that specific audience in the exact same way that you do. So I I like that because I I agree. I don't think it should be as focused on the saturation and the competitiveness as it is because there really is room for everybody.
1: So true. And if we're all, if we all start figuring out again, who our ideal client is, who we want to be serving, we'll start learning that these other people out there, their ideal clients aren't our ideal clients. So really we're all just, going out there and trying to do our best and serve the people that we want to serve. And that's great. There's plenty of people to do that with. So we just, we need to focus more on that and less about thinking that we're all doing the same things. And so we need to stress about doing it first or doing it, whatever, you know, we have to just kind of put those blinders on and really focus on ourselves and what we're doing.
0: Definitely. I definitely agree. So let's dive in because we're talking all about growing your business and obviously one really great way to do that is through a blog. So can you just tell everybody a little bit about how you've seen success in your business through blogging and what that sort of journey has looked like for you and how it all got started?
1: Yeah. So I started blogging years ago when I was still in school because um, one of my friends at school mentioned that she was blogging. She said it was this really great way to be able to just kind of share your work and share what you've been up to. And working with the newspaper and yearbook in high school, I really loved the writing aspects that went along with photos. So I wanted to be able to continue that into this new business I was creating. And I just, it really started out just by showing off my latest work, my my newest photo shoots, any weddings I photographed. And then I started using it to further my business and get the, my, um, get attention back to me and to my website. So I started coming up with different articles that I could write about or things I could share on my blog. Um, I really started using it as an educational tool to help other wedding professionals or just brides in general so that they, they saw my blog as a resource first and then they said, oh, by the way, she does photography. So it was this great way to serve people and give them this free content. And then because they're there, they're naturally are going to your site. They're naturally um, checking things out and hiring you then after. So it, it became this great free thing I could do. And then I could give to people and built it into this great source of, you know, being able to make money from it, being able to, when I, when I started it again, I started it and I was, you know, less than a year into business and I was trying to make it look like I was busy and I wasn't, I wasn't booking anyone. So my blog really made it look like I was doing things and I was busy and I was in demand and it really kind of put out that uh, persona that this is someone you want to get to know because she's, she's doing things and she's always working and she's passionate. So I was able to kind of create that all for myself Um, without having to pay for anything, without having to do any type of advertisements or anything. It was all right on my blog.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it was so fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I know a lot of businesses, business owners, who they have a blog on their website, but they don't really use it. They've got like the space for it. You know, it's all set up, it's ready to go, but they don't use it for a variety of reasons. But one of the biggest things I see constantly is, the people who they've got that space for the blog, but they just have no idea what to blog about. Um, So can you just kind of talk about maybe your advice for coming up with, and it's going to be obviously very different depending on what industry you're in or what business you run or things like that, but what's your process for, you know, when you're kind of running low on content and topic ideas, how do you really produce more value for your blog and, and come up with those posts?
1: Yeah. So my first piece of advice is to always make sure that you're playing your content ahead of time. So it's not the day of, or it's maybe a week later and you're like, oh, I still haven't posted anything when I thought about it last. Really getting intentional about not just your blog, but your social media as well. Um, I always like to plan it out for a month because I do blog two to three times. Well, usually... Sometimes a little more, usually during the busy season because I like to share a little bit more, but minimum two to three times a week I'm blogging. So I like to plan all my content out a month ahead of time. So that's my first step is that you're making sure that you are gathering ideas, you're brainstorming at the beginning of the month or the week, depending on whatever your schedule and your business looks like, but so that it never comes down to the day of and you're like, I really wanted to post something, but I don't know what to do that you've already made a plan for it. You're already thinking ahead. So that's my first kind of step that I would say with it, start planning. And then the other thing, if you're you're looking for ideas, there are so many things you can do with whatever business you have. I, I always think blogs should do a few things. One of them is educate. One of them is inspire Another is motivate. And the last one is that you share your personal side. And that's a whole other topic of should I? how much should I share that is my personal life? How much should I not? Because it's my business. We could get into that and, and maybe we will. But that's that's a place where you can do that. Your blog is a place where you can share a little bit more about you so then people can kind of fall in love with you, who you are, the brand that you are, and really get to know a little bit more of you that you might not show on your website or you might not show um, on some other social media things, you can put that in your blog. So, but I always like to come up with a few topics too, that are really great that you might, that any business can do that you might not have thought of because it's such a no brainer to you because you're in it every day. So some things you can write about is a welcome message to new, um, clients or customers, this, this post is really great, especially if you have not looked at your blog in a while <laughs> and it's just been sitting there for like dead for a few months. You can reintroduce it and say something like, Hey, just so you know, this is we're we're putting more um, love and effort into our blog to be able to share and serve you more. And here is what you can expect from us. And I always like to kind of set the expectations with a blog of like, we're going to be showing you some behind the scenes or we're going to be showing you our newest work or we're going to be featuring clients or whatever it may be. You can start kind of kick it off with that. Um, I always like to take it then another post that you can do and take it further is to share your why, um, why you started your business, why it's important for you to serve people in your business. I mean, really let people in on your heart. I think that's like the biggest place if you're stuck, sharing your heart, sharing your thoughts on why you do what you do is so powerful. So, and like I mentioned, some other ones are like little things that seem like no brainers you. People love behind the scenes, photos, stories. They love um, when you're showcasing kind of like where you work or maybe a day in the life of what you do want to be brought into your world and get to know the you behind whatever you present online. They want to get to know like the nitty gritty, like work that you do to get you to where you are. So showing um, your process, showing things like that, that's again, a no brainer to you, but people will love because they only get to see the finished product or they see um, this really shiny thing that you're putting out there, show them the process it takes to get there. So those are just a few like quick ideas of like, I feel stuck, write what you know, write what's a no brainer to you. Um, and, and again, the other part of the education of a blog, like where you are going to now educate, whether you're educating clients or you're educating, you know, if you're, you have a wedding blog or something like that, you're educating other vendors just sharing what you know, or you can use your blog as a resource for other people. You can have guest writers and guest bloggers. If you're not feeling like an expert in this like space, you can bring other people in and it's a great way to like cross promote your blog and their audience and and vice versa. So there's so many things you can do no matter what business that you have.
0: Great advice and great tips too. I love Thank you. <laughs> I love that first piece of advice because I am so big on batching content. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always, you know, my like coaching clients and, and other entrepreneurs that I talk to, I'm constantly like, okay, you need a day where you mm-hmm. only focus on your blog or you only focus on Instagram or you only focus on this because I am so big on batching content. I think it's like the biggest time saver you can have for your business.
1: Totally agree. Totally agree. And it's so like just to get your brain in that space, like we are working on this today. I think especially creative entrepreneurs, we're just so all over the place because we wear all the hats and we do all the things, but we can really batch it. Then it's like, I'm focusing on this and I'm focusing on that. Like it just, everything is so much easier.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think too, because you mentioned, you know, write about what you know, and I am I love that you said that because I think a lot of the time we make it way too complicated mm-hmm. and we're constantly, you know, obviously you need to think about your audience and you need to think about what they're looking for, what they would want to read or see. But I think sometimes we think almost too much about the client or the reader and we're so focused on like, okay, I've got to come up with these great ideas So that they'll stay interested when in reality, who better to write about these things than us? If it's your industry and your business, nobody's going to come up with better topics than you do. So I think just far too often, we're so focused on putting out the content that our audience is really going to want to see that we almost forget what that is. Because if we would just kind of stop and say, okay, I know this industry just as well as anybody else. You know, I know my business better than anybody else what would I want to read about? What do, what have I wondered about in the past? What do I feel like an expert in that I know I can write about? And then turn that into multiple pieces of content. Most of the time, your ideal client is going to love whatever that is that you came up with. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that because I think that was probably the best piece of advice that you said, because it doesn't have to be complicated. It really can be so much simpler than that.
1: Right. And like I said, it's always, we think it's a no brainer to us because we do it every day. So a good exercise in that, if you're thinking, well, okay, I don't even know what I know, <laughs> you know, that's always the next thing. Well, how do I know what I know? I always, I always ask my mom or you can ask someone else in your, your family or your friends that maybe aren't in the same space as you in that business zoning world, creative world, whatever it may be, and ask, what what do you want to know about what I do? Like, are you interested? Like, is there anything you're interested in that you would like me to share more of? And you can put a poll out to your audience too and say, what would, what do you want from me? Like you can literally be as simple as that of like, what other content would you like from me? Or you can give them options of, what other, you know, do you like when I post about this? Do you like when I share about this? And this is great for your social media too, to be able to put that out there. And you'll be surprised how many people are like, I really love when you show, you know, this kind of content or this, you know, this video or whatever it may be. And you'll be surprised how many people like really connect with certain things. Like one of my friends is a florist and she makes beautiful arrangements. She's so talented, but people love like videos and photos of her kids eating. I don't know. They just like make the food look good or it's really funny. She's like, people love it. And they interact with that the most. So you'd be surprised. That's like a no brainer to her. That's a no, that's every day. So that might just be, uh, something you can put out there and you can ask that question and you'll be surprised by the answers that you get back. And then you can really lean into that, use that, share more of it to connect with your audience.
0: That's definitely a great idea. And I'm glad you mentioned social media too, because I was about to say, I feel like, and you can tell me if you agree, I feel like blogs work best for your business and really help your business grow the best when they're being used in conjunction with social media. I feel like, you know, when you're using your social media platforms and you're asking your audience what they want to see, and you're kind of polling them and you're looking at your social media to see what works and what doesn't. And also on the flip side, when you have done a blog and you can promote it on your social media and really use your Facebook or your Instagram or whatever to get more eyes on that blog post, I think that's when it's the most beneficial.
1: Yes, a hundred percent. I Anything that's going on the blog is going on social media for sure. And why wouldn't you? Because you just created all this awesome content. Why not recycle it into your social media in different and new ways? And then why not share it on social media? So then you have the call to action to head over to your blog to learn more. And now you, you've already, you know, grabbed the reader's attention with your social media posts and then they're going to your site. They're going to see more content. Oh, and while they're on their site, they can go and look at what other things you do. It's so smart.
0: Yeah, because I feel like everybody is so worried about making all of these platforms work. You know, I've got to have a blog, I've got to make sure my website's up to date. I've got to be on Instagram, I've got to be on Facebook, I've got to be on Pinterest. And we get so burnt out so fast when in reality you can just cross post things. You can just repurpose content that you already have. You know, take like we were saying earlier, take that one idea and turn it into three or four blog posts and then use those blog posts and promote them. All on your social media platforms, and all of a sudden, you've got a couple weeks worth of content, and you don't really have to worry about it. You can almost set it on autopilot. So, I feel like, like we said earlier, we just make it way too complicated.
1: Yes, it's really a simple process once you start breaking it down. And that's why having a content calendar for, I, again, like I said, I like to do it for the month ahead of time because I'm a planner and really having that set out and planned out. is going to be so nice, such a lifesaver where then again, you're not thinking I haven't posted anything today. I got to come up with something. You can just go straight to your calendar and go, oh, I'm posting this today. Schedule it out and get it done.
0: Yeah, definitely great advice. So really quick, can we just kind of touch on like the nitty gritty of the actual blog posts? So Do you have advice for, you know, how often people should post? Is there a certain kind of format that they should be typing in or a certain like word count they should reach? Because I know a lot of people, you know, they've got, like we said earlier, they've got that blog space, but they're not necessarily sure what they should be doing. They're not really sure what the rules are or if there are any rules. So can you just sort of touch on the formatting and the frequency of blogging?
1: Of course. So um, my blogging basics, these tips are things that I think everyone should follow if they're blogging. The first one is to set a count of how many posts you want to do, whether it's a week or a month, and then be consistent. So I, I always think the more you blog, the better, but you don't have to do it every day. It's not like a oh my gosh, I have to get a blog post out every day. I like I say I like to blog two to three times a week if I am not in a busier season. Um, and if I am busier, I will blog maybe five times a week, but I do not blog on the weekends. I find that people aren't usually, you know, as like in it and, and ready to take the content in, um, they're, they're out enjoying their lives. It's the weekend. Um, so I, I think Monday through Friday is always a good time to share. And, but like I said, you don't have to do it every day. You don't even have to do it three times a week. Like I do, Just pick what number feels good for you and what you can do and then stick to it. There's nothing worse than not being consistent with your blog because the more you do it and the more consistent you are, the more your followers know to look for your blog post. And then if you just stop, they're wondering what happened. So uh, really whatever the number is for you, once a week um, twice a week, once every other week, that's totally fine. Just making sure that it's consistent once you stick to it. So I always like to challenge people to do it once a week. I think you can definitely come up with, again, if you're, if you're doing vouching and coming up with, um, content ahead of time, that's only four, four posts you have to figure out. And that can be a whole month's worth of work ready to go. So just four posts and post once a week and you're good to go. So that would be for how often you should post. And then in the post itself, there's a few things you want to look at. So your header, your title of your blog post, if you can include a location in it, that would be awesome. Um, And so what I mean by that is let's say you're photographing a wedding. If you can include the venue in that title, in that link, um, that's super helpful because what it does is that when your blog post is then picked up by um, different search engines, they're going to pull that. So then when potential clients and couples are looking for that venue to get married at, they're going to assemble upon your blog post that's going to come up in the search results. So, um, and if it's not weddings, if it's, you know, anything else you want to get more involved in, maybe there's like an event or there's, um, some other thing that you want to be a part of just making sure it's in that title. So when people are searching for it, your blog post gets pulled up and that's, another great, um, reason to put in your, your titles to maybe forming a question or using keywords that, you know, people are going to search for. So sometimes if you're writing something educational, it could be like top 10 ways to, you know, or top 10 things to wear for your engagement session or what you should know about this or whatever it may be. Um, really forming it in a way that if someone's searching for that, they're going to be able to find your blog post because it's going to pull those words and and use them in searching. And so that's another – the best part about blogging, I think on a technical side, is that what you're sharing and what you're writing about is going to help with your SEO. And like that's a whole – again, a whole other topic about how what you're sharing, when you're sharing it, how frequently you're sharing it really allows um, the search engines to pull your content more frequently and have it go up higher in the rankings. So um, that's why you always want your blog to be a part of your website as well because Google rewards websites that are constantly changing. If you're doing um, different things, updating your website often, they're going to see that you're putting out relevant content and they're going to rank you higher in the searches. And then I always suggest to, you know when people ask me I'm not a good writer. I don't know what to write about. You're telling me to write what I know, but I can't make it sound any prettier. That's okay. There's a whole industry in blogging of writing how you speak. So when I write my blog, I write, I say a lot of things like, yeah, girl, or you, you know, whatever. Hey girl. Hey, all those little slang things, because that's how I speak. And when I, the reader is reading my words, I want them to hear it the way I would say it to them. So. It's totally fine to write as you're speaking to the reader. If you want to get crazy and write a whole novel and make it look really pretty and um, all that stuff, that's great too. You just, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be like that. I would make sure that everything is grammatically correct, um, that words are spelled correctly, but it it can totally be as simple as you're just talking with a friend and now it's written out on a post. That's, a hundred percent fine. So making sure that if you have locations, um, that you're sharing that in the title and then also linking. So if you can link to another website or if you can backlink to a previous post you did or something else you have on your website, Google really loves that too. I don't know why, you know, there's, there's SEO experts that can tell you all that, (laughs) but they like, they, again, it makes your content look relevant and they're going to reward you for that. So those are a few of my, like, it, it sounds overwhelming, but if, if you just break it down and, you know, post something once a week at minimum, um, share, if you can share a location, if you can share a little bit more details in the title, not just, again, not just my, you know, grand opening, who's grand opening, what grand opening, um, You know, so it's a little more detailed, so it makes sense when people are searching for it. And then in the post itself, making sure again, a blog that has a nice photo or video is always going to be more appealing. Um, I, being a photographer, I blog with a lot of photos. I think that's even better than people if they just want to skim over some words and they can get to the images. (laughs) Um, And then back linking to, if you can, to Pass things on your site. So if I'm sharing a wedding, then I backlink to their engagement session or, um, sharing other websites that maybe you you've gathered information from. Maybe there's someone you're partnering with, so then you can link back to their site. Those are all just like really basic tips for just writing a blog post and kind of getting started on blogging.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of stuff. No, <laughs> no
0: it was good. It was good. Those are great tips. And I love that you just sort of mentioned mainly to be consistent because I, you know, you said it can be overwhelming. Yeah, it can, but I feel like, you know, you mentioned that most of your blogs are done in your natural speaking voice. And I think Mm -hmm. that alone takes off a lot of the pressure for people who are wanting to do a blog, but maybe they, they know they're not the best writer or they don't enjoy writing or, or whatever, you know. Think of it more like a conversation, like you're talking to your client, what do you want to say? And and just type it out, you know, clean it up a little afterwards. But right. I, I feel like you definitely took a lot of the pressure off. So I think those were great
1: tips. Right, and if you're struggling with how to, to write it, maybe do a video of you going over some kind of content or um, if you're sharing something, and you can have that to the blog and then just type out what you said on the video and there you go. And then again, making sure Just try to make sure it's grammatically correct and that words are spelled correctly because that is always a positive.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's a great idea. Well, I think this was a great conversation to just sort of those blogging basics, like you mentioned, and really getting started with a blog or picking it back up if you feel like you've kind of fallen off the wagon with it. And I I think our listeners are going to really enjoy the tips that you gave.
1: Thank you. And yeah, this is totally like the basics. I mean, once you get more into it, you can start using it to really further your business. You can do collaborations with other people. So then they're sharing it on your blog, you're sharing it on theirs, whatever it may be. Um, you can get and it's amazing. Again, if you just keep being consistent with it, you'll be rewarded not only with SEO, but then other, you know, companies will be reaching out to, oh, will you talk about this on your blog? Will you will you mention this on your blog? Will you, you know, can we send you this and you can put it on your blog? I mean, and that gets more into again if you have products or so you do more lifestyle blogging. So if you just stick with it. You don't even have to advertise yourself. You just already have uh, so much content that you can already give. It's right there. So just be concerned with it, start small, and then you can totally grow into whatever you want it to be.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Well, before we finish up, I have a quick little lightning round that I always do with our guests. So are you ready? Yes. Awesome. What is the first thing that you do when you wake up in the
1: morning? First thing I do is I go downstairs and I feed the cats. (laughs) Literally (laughs) the first thing because they've been up all like since like five in the morning meowing and we're like trying to get rid of them. Like get out of here. You know, we're trying to sleep. So that's the first thing. Get up, go feed the cats and then start my day.
0: I love it. We get so many pet owners yes. on the show that that's their first thing. They're like, well, I have to let my dog out or I have
1: to, yep. so, and I have a dog, so I completely understand. <laughs> like, yes, I relate to you. Yes. It's, it's feed the cats and then turn on the sink. Even though they have water dishes and water in their bowls, they love drinking straight from the faucet. So <laughs> turn on the little sink, let them have a little sink drink and then yeah, feed them.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yep. I, I totally relate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is the last book that you read?
1: Last book that I read was Radical Kindness and it was by this wonderful woman who was, um, her mentor was a Mr. Rogers and how she really believes that we can choose kindness in everything and really gave tips to use it in difficult situations when you don't want to be kind. Um, like seeing the inner child and in everybody and knowing that other people are going through things that you don't know. So uh, it was really good. It was a really quick read, but it was, it's, and it's a hard thing to do to, to choose kindness over anything else, but it was, it was beautiful. And I think more people should read it and should live out her message.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it sounds like a good one.
1: Yeah, it was really good.
0: What is one thing that you recommend to everybody? So it could be a product, it can be an item, a service, whatever you want, but what is one thing that you absolutely think everybody should have?
1: Oh, that is a really good one. Everybody should have. I, I think everyone just needs to go outside. I know that's really like a not a service or a a product or whatever, but like I think we need to take more time to just be outdoors. You don't even have to do anything, but there's something about the fresh air that is so powerful, and it can just get you out of a funk. So I think that is uh, over any product, over any service. I think we need to be outside more and just like in it and breathing and just taking note of everything around us and how lucky we are.
0: I love that. I, I love <laughs> what people come up with, with these, yeah. these questions. Cause we always get, you know, like tech items and products and business services. And then recently we had somebody say, I think everybody should take a bath. And I was like, yes. that is out of the box thinking. And I appreciate it so much. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think, you know, especially as business owners, we all just need a break sometimes. So.
1: Yeah. And I think we take it for granted sometimes. So just being out there and just breathing fresh air is so, so beautiful.
0: For sure. For sure. All right. Last question. What is either your favorite quote or the best piece of advice that you have ever been given?
1: I think, oh man, there's so much. The one that comes to mind is that I've heard over and over again, um, and especially from like my family growing up, is people may not remember what you did or your name, but they're going to remember how you made them feel. And I always think about that with anything I do. I mean, I want to be able to provide a great service or I want to really show up for people. And I don't care if they don't remember my name, it's a hard name to remember anyway. I just want them to remember wow, she really made me feel heard and special, and cared for, whatever it may be. She really showed up for me. She she made me feel great. So that's my favorite quote. My favorite piece of advice is that um, we need to go out there and make sure we're making people feel awesome.
0: I love that one. That's so good. Thank you. I've heard that before, but nobody's ever said it on the show. And I think that's definitely a good one. Yeah.
1: It's just a great reminder that we have to be careful of how we're going out in the world and making sure that, you know, people's feelings are valid. And I want to make sure people are feeling good with how I interact with them.
0: Yeah, definitely. I love it. Well, tell everybody where they can find you. What's your website, your social media? Where do you want them to follow along?
1: Yes, so my website is Shaunae.com, S-H-A-U-N-A-E, and then all my social media is at Shawnee Teske. So last name is Teske, T-E-S-K-E. I'm sure you'll link everything, but yeah, everything is just at Shawnee Teske and you can find all my stuff about my life. I share a lot of personal things too, so and see my, my cats and my love and obsession for LaCroix um, and coffee and my pure bar love and ways too. So um, all that's on there.
0: I love it. Well, we would definitely link everything for sure. Awesome. But thank you so much, Shanae, because this was, like I said, a great conversation. I feel like, you know, we only got to really dive into the basics, but I think the basics are so important. You're not going to get those collaborations or those paid advertisements or anything like that if you don't really have a good foundation. So I think you gave some great advice, great tips for our listeners for really just getting started or really getting back to those basics and making sure that you're really doing it correctly. So I so appreciate you coming on here. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's, it's been a pleasure being able to chat with you and be able to share with your listeners a little bit about blogging. And it's just been such a pleasure to be able to chat with everyone about it. It's been so fun.
0: Well, ladies, that's it for this time. But don't forget to head over to the show notes to grab special bonus content from our guests. I'd love if you could show your support for the show so if you have just a minute, leave a five-star review about how much you love this podcast. Then head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com and grab your Females on Fire apparel. Get a t-shirt, hat, and more because it all goes to fund the podcast. And don't forget to show off your new swag to all your friends on social media and tag me at Females On Fire and at Haley Luckadoo. I'll be back next week with another great show for you. But until then, keep reaching for those dreams that set your
1: soul on fire.